Irish Way Media Podcast. What's up? Welcome to Dr. Fuge. I'm Luna. I'm Matt. And today, is since it's going to be my dub Turth Day in five days, we're doing a show that I love. Yeah, well, I mean, we're doing some other stuff as well, but that's going to take a little bit of more, like, or a little bit more preparation. So A lot more preparation. This, like, in the interim. And is a sort of a, and, and is a sort of transition into it since it almost counts as what we're doing later. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. Um, first, um, so yeah, today we're going to be talking about uh, Copcraft, um, which is a show from I think like summer twenty nineteen, somewhere around twenty nineteen. Yeah, it was my number two uh, anime of the year uh, for twenty nineteen. Um, anyway, this is uh, based on the novels by Shoji Gato, who is also known for Full Metal Panic and uh, Amagi Brilliant Park. And it is illustrated by, um, let's see, it is illustrated by Range uh, Murata, who is, I think, best known for uh, Last Exile. And th- this is nothing like Amabri or FMP. Well, it's okay. It's sort of like FMP with like, like, what with like crime elements, but it's nothing like it otherwise. I would say it's somewhere between. It's kind of more like a Fumofu kind of vibe because it's got action, but it's also got these like really weird, like funny moments. Yeah, Fumofu, I'd be cracking up though. I did not. I there was parts where I laughed, but not where parts where I couldn't breathe. I was laughing so hard. Yeah. So. Gato-san kind of got in some trouble, like, in some controversy, like, way back last 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 winter. He made some really, like, disparaging comments against a Swedish climate activist, uh, Greta Thunberg. Um, he has since apologized for those, for those uh, tweets. Um, if you're curious about that, the article is on Anime News Network. Um from I think December of last year if you are interested in that um, so just a little bit of a little bit of a caveat here and there but anyway um, really quick though uh, so the spring season has officially begun so to speak um, Funimation has dropped a couple shows as well as Crunchyroll um, as for dubs, I, so a few weeks ago, I think around like the 18th, Funimation did announce that they are delaying their simul dubs, uh, for yeah. the foreseeable, uh, due to this, uh, quarantine and 
COVID situation going on. Um, so well, I've heard people talking around about that. Um, what they are trying to do is look into uh, just how much of their talent pool is uh, studio quality remote capable mm -hmm. uh, to see if like if they can just do it source connect from home. And from what I'm hearing, um, not as many people as they'd like um, mm -hmm. are able to. And, and even if like a few people are able to, it would killed it would sort of ruin the concept of social distancing if everyone just instead went over to three if like 50 like 100 100 to 300 people went over to like seven different people's houses that would sort of ruin the social distancing that everyone's trying to push so it sounds like it's sort of i wouldn't say dead in the water but just sort of like in stasis right now uh, in terms yeah. of logistics yeah, for sure. Um, it just means, like, we might be back to, like, four to maybe six weeks in terms of dubbing. Um, and in the some old. cases, in some cases, we may even have to wait for, like, the Blu-ray release, which sucks. Yeah. For um, if, for those of you who don't remember or or new to simuldubs, four weeks... Uh, was uh, the OG time period uh, between uh, when the anime aired and when the first simuldub episode dropped. So it's sort of back to back to basics at this point. If hopefully, otherwise it would, otherwise it's going to be pre simuldub where it's just going to be uh, hope they dub it and wait for the Blu-ray release to find out. Yeah, exactly. Um, which totally sucks, but but you know, hopefully everything will will work out. Um, we want people to be some, safe. Yeah, I feel like some episodes have probably been pre-recorded before all of this went down. So, like for example, like, like the, uh, li listeners, listeners like, they, yeah, they said they recorded that uh, way that, that before they announced the delays and all this stuff hit the fan. But that is the only, uh, but episode one that aired yesterday is going to be the only dubbed episode, at least of that show, for a while, oh, or at least yeah, well. according to according to what Tyler Walker said on Twitter, the foreseeable future. Yeah. Um, which sucks, because we both watched the first episode, and it is banging. <laughs> like, it's Freaking so good. loved it! Oh, man. I am so on board. Um, so yeah, it might be a season of just subs for a while, yeah. which is sad because I love dubs and so forth. But, you know, that means we'll probably just have to go through our backlog and start which covering is more. like growing by the day. Yeah. Yeah. So um, this will give us definitely a good opportunity to go back and like rewatch a bunch of shows or like go through our like backlog and you know, kind of pass the time with shows that are already dubbed. Um, maybe see, maybe see if we can get a guest on or something since yeah, we don't, for sure. Um, since we aren't really trying to keep up with anything anymore. Um, I mean, I'm still going to kind of watch what I want throughout the rest of the season just because there's a lot of really interesting shit coming out right now. Like I'm, I'm pretty on board. 
Yeah. Um, so I watched. Uh, li- so besides listeners, I've also watched. Um, I think it's like called Wave. Listen to me. Um, I watched. I watched the first couple minutes of that uh, last night. I need to finish it, but it looks interesting. Um, it's sad though because I feel like it's gonna be really funny when it's dubbed. If that ever yeah. happens. <laughs> People I don't are, know. People are already talking about it on Twitter. Like they're already like saying who they're hoping the dub cast is going to be, which is, yeah. which is good. It's yeah. It's what we want. Um, and then I also watched uh, gal and dino, uh, which is by, um, it is based on the same manga of the same name. Um, but it is, is that on Crunchyroll. No, it's on Funimation. And oh, okay, is, I missed that one then. So it's done by the people who did Pop Team Epic. Okay. <laughs> um, but it's not it's not quite the level of shit posting that Pop Team Epic is, but it is broken up into like little segments. Um that comprise like a whole episode. Um it's really cute. There's not really a whole lot to it. Um, but maybe it's just like my quarantine brain, but I'm already like obsessed. Uh, basically it's about this like fashionable girl and her pet blue dinosaur and they do cute things and nothing really happens, but I love it. Everyone needs a cute show at least once every like couple seasons just to like help them chill out, out a bit. Like Nekoparo was my cute show last season. Like it was just a bunch of cats doing cat girls doing silly stupid fun cute fat cat girl things and it was just like, like a me low intensity Neko. yeah, yeah it's it was low like intensity me- it was cute and it was just what i needed it's kind of like me cheating echo or like uh the helpful fox Enko. it's just like just chill out relax enjoy some cuteness um also arte um, again, all these shows that I feel like are going to be really good once they're dubbed. Uh, it's about a girl who wants to be an illustrator. Um, and what else? Oh, um, the I am I am now a villainess. Uh, basically, the hang on one sec. My next life as a villainess. All routes lead lead to doom. That's on Crunchyroll right now. Um, it's fucking hilarious. Um, I I forgot to start that one now that you mentioned it. I need to. It's, again, all these shows that I feel like are going to be so good once they're dubbed. Um, And then I also watched uh, Sing For Me Yesterday, or Sing Yesterday For Me, uh, Kakushigoto, and uh, Tower of God. Um, Tower of God was beautiful. Like, 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 the art style is amazing, and holy crap, Kevin Pankin is rocking that soundtrack. Yeah, I'm really glad to see it animated. Um, I'm a big fan of the manhwa, so um, it's really cool to see it animated, and it's pretty pretty faithful so far. Like, there's you know, like there, I think the pacing's pretty good so far in terms of like you know, like how they're doing you know, like panel to animation kind of thing. So yeah, I'm really on board with it, and yeah, like pretty much anything Kevin Pankin does is gonna be top notch. So yeah, it's it's pretty great. Uh, Kakushigoto uh, is adorable, and yes, the, the animation is really pretty good. Like I'm not gonna lie, I was not mad at it. It's pretty good. 
it's a different kind of art style like than I thought. Like at first it was sort of like I thought it was a little bit low budget, but then like once I watched it a little more, I'm like, oh, it's actually different but really good. Mm-hmm. And then also uh, the Violet Evergarden movie, um, Eternity. Is that out dubbed now? Yes, it is now on Netflix in its entirety. Um, I highly recommend that y'all go watch it. It's really good. Um, I can't wait to hear the dub because it's going to be great. Um, yeah. It's, it's pretty long. Like, maybe, like, watch the first half and then, like, pause it for a second and then go get a snack or something and then come back for the second half. Um, I did not have that luxury in the theater. I had to sit there for the whole hour and however the hell long. But it, I mean, I still and you ordered the and you ordered the extra large soda. <laughs> actually, I just had a bottle of water. But actually, I think I talked about this in the last one of the last episodes. But like, yeah, like for some reason, I was sitting like closer to like the the uh, doorway to the hallway, and like there were like blasting like a really loud pop music like in the lobby oh, yeah, and you, I, you yeah I, could, I, I, I could hear it from in the theater and it was like guys what the hell a failure in sound design yeah that was really annoying because like there's some really beautiful like quiet moments because I mean hi Kyo Annie that's just like what but, they do and they, and they sort of get rude when you hear oont, 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 yeah no oont, it, it was oont. exactly like that like it was so annoying anyway that's a whole other thing yeah let's just get into Crowcraft. um so let's see 15 years ago an unknown hyperspace gate opened over the pacific ocean uh, beyond this gate lies um Reto Samani, a strange alternate world where fairies and demons live. San Teresa City, where over 2 million immigrants live from both worlds, and as a result, uh, there are the haves and the have-nots. And basically, like, uh, so the detectives who stand up to these heinous crimes are known as a like, special unit as the San Teresa City Police. Dun-dun. <laughs> Yes. In the criminal justice system. In the criminal justice si- system, alternate alternate world residence-based crimes are considered especially heinous. Dun dun. <laughs> These are their stories. Okay, I'm sorry. You can tell I watch a lot of Law and Order. <laughs> actually have a sweat I actually have two sweatshirts from Wolf uh, Productions. So I have one that just has like the Wolf Productions logo and then I have another one that says executive producer Dick Wolf. Um that um actually a, f- a friend of mine who works production on some of the on um I think SVU actually got me those hoodies. But I think you can actually buy them from the Wolf Productions shop online. Don't cool. quote me on that, but I think you actually can. Anyway, I'm already so, tweeting yeah. that you can that you can. It's and, can, and the information came from you, so too late. Set. <laughs> I, I I believe you can though. Okay, so yeah, this is a this is a this is an anime by Studio Millipanesi Millianess. I can't even pronounce this. Um, but they did the Berserk 
readaptations that we pretend never happened. Um. Yeah, and apart from and Berserk, I looked up their previous works. That is really their only mm-hmm. notable credit. Like all the other stuff, either never made it to the West, or if it did, it died instantly. So yeah, yeah. Copcraft and Berserk are like their own. Like Berserk is their big claim, and then Copcraft is like their second. So the director is Sheen Itagaki. Um, he's actually done some stuff. Um, so let's see. He did um, some key animation for um, Bakemonogatari, um, mostly the opening sequences. Um, he did some some uh, script work and storyboard for Ben Toll. Okay. Um, Oh, he, he also does some key animation for yeah. He's done a he's done a lot of key animating, or like key animation, script supervising, and like unit direction and like and like storyboards. So he's got actually some pretty decent credits under his belt. Like he's worked on shows like um, uh, let's see, like like he's 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 worked on shows like um. Okay, he's 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 he worked on um, Michiko and Hachin. Uh, he 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 worked on Panty and Stocking. Uh, he did some work for Gunbuster Two, uh, Kaleido Star, which is a classic. Oh, I love Kaleido Star. We we actually I really want to get to that show at some point. Cause oh my god! I feel like, absolutely yes. I feel like no one talks about it anymore. That's probably just because I'm really old and like nobody remembers it, but it's so bad. I, it's, it's, I, okay, I, this is I, like middle school for me. Like I love that show. I learned about it. Uh, I first discovered it from my anime club in college, uh, and then uh, I just I watched like the episodes they were watching that day, and then went home and then went back to my room and binged the rest of it. And oh my god, it is brilliant! I own both seasons. Yeah, it's so good. Like, a lot of people kind of... It's kind of like Angelic Lair, where, like, they kind of, like, write it off as, like, oh, this is a girl show, and it's like, no, 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 no. No, no, no. It's so much more. It's so much more. It's so good. Or, like, a fucking Princess Tutu, where it's like, no, no, no. So much more. So much more. Yeah, it is not just... It is not just little girls doing ballet. There is a lot more to it. It, And this one is... Kaleidostar is not just girls on the... doing it on the trapeze it is just a billion times more than that yeah it's so good okay there are some things about it that are kind of dated but it's still a good show and we will get to it at some point i promise any hoozles (laughs) on to the show we really should have been talking about like 20 minutes ago but whatever copcraft so yes um, if you want to take us to the funimation staff for the show because you all right. Um, those and I don't. All right. We have a stellar cast on this one, uh, and and crew. Uh, our our beloved Emily Neves uh, did the scripts. Uh, Jeremy Inman was the ADR director, uh, and two and which I sort of like liked when I found out because he was also the ADR director for or assistant ADR director. I'm sorry for drifters which also had its own language so that was like a nice bit of experience i could see him bringing in there 
for the cast, our two main characters are uh, K are Detective K Mataba, played by David Matranga, and Tilarna Exadilica, played by Felicia Angel. Uh, then we have uh, Afia Yu as Cecil Epps, which is K's, who is K's ex. Anthony Bowling as Tony. Uh, one of the few openly gay characters you've we've seen in the last couple seasons. Mm-hmm. But, like, uh, not just that, but, like, one that isn't, like, super problematic. Yeah, there's, like, no... Yeah, one that isn't just, like, a stereotype or... Yeah. Or, like, creepy if you... Or, like, creepy otherwise. Yeah. I was actually, like, really surprised with that, and I was happy about it. Good represent... It was good representation. Um, also, we had... Um, Jamie Markey playing a character named Jamie, which made yes. me smile. And then, and then Monica Rial playing her friend, playing her partner Cameron, was just the icing on the cake for that. Actually, her um, accent. he, mm-hmm, he, uh, Jeremy Namecast uh, twice in this show. Um, there was Jamie, and then he had Chris Gardner play. District Attorney Gardner. So, yeah, a bit of name casting there, which is always fun to follow. Uh, we had uh, Christopher Dontrell Piper as the uh, the shady priest Biz O'Neill, who was uh, who was like all who was always like smuggling something. Uh, one of my one of the characters I really loved, um, uh, uh, Chief Zimmer, uh, played by Gabe Kunda. Zimmer, I really thought was a really well done character was he the one that's like basically like your typical like he's basically the the parody of like the 80s like police chief that that's like yeah but it was it, it's like a it was a stereotypical police chief but at the same time he it was done really well and the character uh, is, yeah, I was laughing my is, ass off. That was, that yeah, was the character is black, which uh, comes into play uh, once or once or twice here for a little bit of, I guess, I guess socio-racial contrast would be the best way to describe it. Um, with when Talarna uh, calls him out for saying something racist, um, which is kind of a very tight rope to walk. Um, yeah. And we were talking about this on our messages, but uh, as about like is about like how is the term alien racist? And in this case, it is because they're not from another planet; they're just from a different dimension, still on Earth. So they, like I, I gave the example of you wouldn't call like a species like subterranean mole people who live beneath the Earth aliens because they're still from Earth. Well, it's it, it's like more than that. It's like there's definitely some racial commentary throughout the show. Oh, absolutely, um, no no question. Um. So yeah, our protagonist Kay Mataba is a surly, impatient, grumpy, loose cannon cop on the edge. No, I'm just kidding. Um, detective. Yeah, he's he's like. He's like a. This whole thing is like one big like eighties cop movie, like 
I don't want to say like parody, but anyway. Um, okay, I remember who the chief reminds me of now. Um, did you see the Starsky and Hutch movie with Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson? I barely remember it, but maybe. Anyway, they had the their chief of police in that movie was exactly like um, was exactly like uh, commanders was exactly like Chief Zimmer, like just. A, this wouldn't pass for anything. What are you doing? Like that kind of thing. I just did a terrible impression of that, of him, of him. And I'm sorry, but you get the idea. I was just thinking of like lethal weapon, but yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I legit kind of wanted to punch Mataba in the face. In the punch beginning. Who? Wait, sorry. I didn't hear you. Punch who? Ma- Mataba. Yeah. He was kind of a dick in the beginning. Yeah, he was awful in the beginning. Um, So, yeah. How do I even explain the first episode? Basically, his his partner named Rick Fury, which I should have saw as a sign. Marvel, um, Marvel, Marvel. Gets, like, killed by some, by, like... I'll just say for the te- for the purposes of this, a quote unquote alien, but not really racist. Um, Go on. Can I just like thanks? Like just just shut up for a sec. <laughs> so anyway, so like that obviously upsets him and sends him down like kind of a spiral. Um, and then like I forget exactly how he and Talarna like end up working together, but. Um, in comes Tilarna Exadelica, who has, now her actual name is, like, 16 years long. <laughs> like, I think she has, you know, it's like Tilarna Bashmirvor, Breaker of Chains, Mother of Dragons. <laughs> like, my goodness. Tilarna, it was Tilarna um, Varsh, Mirvor Liata, Nel, Tilarna Varsh, Nelamo Seya, Mirvor Liata, Nel Exadelica. It is Tilarna, Warsh, Mirvor, Liatza, Imsidalia, Elia, Tibrena, Zivol, Nel, Nelana, Seya, Nel Exadelica. I knew I was forgetting part of it. I probably just mispronounced all of that, but that is according to the wiki. You got most <laughs> of it. The noble knight of Mirvor, magic wielder, sword user, Breaker of chains, <laughs> um, and is very unfamiliar with human and earth culture. And and in true anime fashion, she looks to be about twelve, but is actually in her twenties because anime. Yeah, she's twenty six in uh, Samanian years, which makes her about eighteen in uh, Earth years. So let's yeah. just say she's twenty six. I don't really feel insert like gif of. Insert gif of Marshall Erickson with the whip saying, not good enough. <laughs> um, anyway. Um, so, this show's kind of all over the place. There's no really huge transition between when it gets serious and when it gets uh, comedic, which can be a little off-putting at, at times, but I, I think, honestly, there's... it. But the parts where they are serious and are comedic, like, are well done and well written, but it's just like the, the transitions that leave a little bit of dissonance there that 
You're like, okay, yeah. like first we were about to shoot a guy in the head, and now Tilarna's talking smack to Kay. I'm gonna do my best to summarize like the first three-ish or so episodes. Uh, villainous drug trafficker is discovered, explains his plan, fights Talarna, and takes her hostage. Kay discovers the evil hideout, but Talarna breaks free and fights the bad guy again, killing him after he monologues his entire backstory. Mm-hmm. Bad guy dies, but not before the evil wizard gets away with a bomb. The traitor in the police leaking information is revealed to be none other than the police chief showing up to yell, It was me, Dio, all along. <laughs> No, just kidding. But then, but then he dies. And, but he totally would have gotten away with it too, hadn't it been for those meddling kids. Those uh, meddling evil cops. wizard is then revealed ha, is is revealed to have killed Kay's entire squad in some barely mentioned war from the past. Yeah, that that's about it. I'm gonna add to that um, that uh, the the bus the pl- the bus where uh, Fury was killed was. Um, supposed to be a drug trade or um, or a supply trade, rather. Apparently, you can you can, as they said, score some make some primo drugs uh, with fairies. I don't really know want to know or want to know how that works, but fairies you can turn you can get high from fairies. That's all I know. And so that they were trading, they were like buying a fairy as part of the bust, and then. Uh, in the first bit of far of the of Farbani used in the series, one of the, it goes it goes completely sideways. Uh, one of the guys selling the fairy like gets completely roided out and starts uttering Duriana Metabadalena and just go and like hulks out and just completely kills Fury. Like there is no bringing him back. His neck was shattered and. Then Kay has to fight them, has to get away, and the awfulness of calling Fury's wife to tell him, your husband's dead. Then he he has to pick up a noble from the harbor, which is Talarna, who will be helping with this investigation. And that's how their friendship is formed, because she has to crash with him, too. Yeah, so like we know she's here specifically because the because fa- basically the evil wizard guy gets a hold of this like fairy bomb, but it uses a whole living fairy because uh, the power is akin to like the same way Whole Foods would describe a market rotisserie chicken. Um, <laughs> basically, like <laughs> in order to. So basically, Kay gets, like, sunburned uh, by fairy dust. Or no, by the wizard's, like, fire power thing. Yes. Um, and then he's healed by the fairy dust. Um, yep. and, and yeah, the, basically, like, the fairy, like, sacrifices herself in order to save the day. And then Kay's sunburn is healed. And he's not allergic to cats anymore. Yeah, we have to talk about Kuroi, who is Kay's cat. Um, Kuroi! Kay, uh, in... This is, becomes a thing between him and Talarna. Ke in uh, Farbani means uh, cat, cat, and ke ke mataba basically means frightened kitten. So Talarna was roasting him just by saying his name every time. Um, and 
and K uh, has to wear like a mask around Kuroi just so he doesn't get like an allergic reaction. But since but then like Kuroi comes up on his bed and there's no reaction, and so he's uh, he's cured. But really, the interesting part with the whole bomb thing was um, convert was like using magic to convert the fairy from. Uh, an expl from being an explosive to being a healing element instead. That was an interesting bit of alchemy, I guess. So, one thing I also want to point out uh, is um, when will people learn that human weapons do not work on non-human or supernatural beings? Um, when we just when we make weapons that are better, because like K like shoots at like so many villains, and it's like okay, clearly this is not working, and you're wasting your bullets. Fucking stop it! He shot at Zalada. Um, he shot shot it at the roided out Samanian. Um, he shot oh, he oh, shot yeah. at the freaking vampire, <sighs> and all Man, of them that didn't poor vampire die. Lady, just like. You know, poor, poor, poor vampire lady. Like, she didn't even last half an episode. That poor Lauin Naven. Yeah, basically that ends up in the most anticlimactic showdown with the slowest moving, terribly CGI train I have ever seen in my life. And I was <laughs> laughing my fucking yes. ass off the entire time. It reminded me of those old like black and white movies where like the guy where the villain like ties yeah. the lady up and puts her on the tracks and the in the train like you see it coming but it still takes like 20 minutes to get there like i expected it to go black and white and have like title cards like flash up at the screen going oh no it's the train save me <laughs> like oh my god and I loved like just how her own the only thing covering her, her the only thing keeping this thing from being rated R was just like this black miasma stuff covering conveniently covering her chest and crotch. I and feel nothing like else. that might have just been for the broadcast. I'm not sure though. It will be interesting to see when the home video comes out. <laughs> yeah. All right, so episode six, which I like to call the Mad Libs episode. Yes. And, and the reason is the cops have to stop a blank porn theft ring, leaving a gay cop to go undercover. Meanwhile, Kay is super underlined sad about his underlined car or excuse me, is super awkwardly sad about his car and underlined dead sister. And Tilarna has to learn how to underline drive. And to top Which it she off, still uh, has a lot to learn. The production on this episode is just like super oof. <laughs> like some for some reason, this episode goes way out of the way to make sure that like the characters aren't shown speaking clearly. Like, there's a window covering their mouths. There's a curtain covering their mouths. Like, and so much shit happening off screen. Like, like, Kay's car exploding. <laughs> Twice. Or Tilarna moving the car and forgetting to put, and forgetting to take it out of drive. 
we'll get to that because it actually ends up to be like a really funny screenshot, but which I saved a ton of. Um, oh, however, perfect. the porn smuggling ring plot though is like galaxy brain, fucking fantastic. Yes. So the idea is that they the the Samanians need this porno is... mags because they don't have cameras. They don't have any real or cameras or any images at all from what it sounds like it might sounds like even like uh like paintings uh or drawings may even be rare there which so, i find ridiculously hard to believe but okay yeah i'm interested about how cultural diffusion didn't really like br bring cameras over to the other world i'm wondering if it may may be like it may be just like a cultural or cultural or like religious thing like um like is like islam has a certain law against um depicting living in against depicting imagery in certain ways um it so mainly it might be something like that it mainly falls on depicting images of the prophet muhammad okay i thought it was I thought it extended further but same same rough idea <laughs> Um, yeah, mostly it's depicting images of Muhammad, um, and that's about all I can really say. Anywho, um... My, hist my high school history textbook was vague on that. Most high school history textbooks are. Yeah. Anyway, right. yeah, uh, pictures are a big deal, especially naked pictures, and porn smuggling is a thing where they... Buy them legally, buy them by like the literal truckload here and then take them back home and sell them for stupid money. Um, and like Talernia's reactions to these magazines are pretty fucking funny. <laughs> yes. Kay, what's what's this porn thing you're talking about? <laughs> he shows it. She's just like, oh, my God. This is disgusting. I guarantee you, your parents did something similar to make you. <laughs> and then she just goes off. How can you even say that? Yeah, she insists that, that they are far more high-minded and civilized. Um, to do but, the, but really, the best part is... Um, what's his fucking name? Tony, when he goes undercover as some like slime ball... And his outfit is fucking glorious. Yes, he he looks like he's like like he looks like a seventies club owner. He looks like a like yeah he looks like a freaking Ukrainian nightclub owner from like the two thousands. <laughs> like it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Dang. <laughs> um, and then it, oh yeah, and by the way, the name of this episode is literally called The Need for Speed. There's all sorts of movie references in the in the titles. Oh yeah, for sure. Um and then like uh so Kay at first drives like your standard little like hatchback type type car, but then A Mini which, Cooper. Yeah, but then well whatever the anime version of that is. Unless they specifically it's a said a mini, well, did they specifically say that? No, but I, I, 
I've been around enough cars to know what a Mini Cooper is. Fine, whatever. The point is, then he gets, like, a pretty sweet ride. Um, Except then Talarnia crashes that one as well. And at first it seems like the car is going to be okay. And then it's, like, one of those things where it's like, well, that wasn't so bad. And then, like, five seconds later it catches on fire. And Talarnia is just like, well, the damage seems to have gotten worse. (laughs) just like explodes and catches on fire Kay is crying and she's just like oops but yeah there's a lot Need for Speed isn't the only one that's a cultural reference we got uh, we got Midnight Train episode 3 In the Air Tonight episode 4 Need for Speed episode 6 my personal favorite title uh, episode 8 Smells Like Toon Spirits yeah, no, I saw that and I was like, you've got to be like, okay, they are doing this on purpose. I remember when this aired, Kyle Collins and I like inadvertently wrote a co-wrote a parody of that about Copcraft. I have it in my computer somewhere. Um, it was hilarious. And then episode 10, Cock Robin John Doe. Yeah. Um I don't really want to talk about episode seven because that one starts out kind of yikes. Um, you mean the cookout? No, that's the one where she. Um, I, th- I think. Oh, it's the prostitution seven. one. Yeah, yeah that's, she, that's, she, has, that's... she has to go undercover in a like love hotel or whatever, and then is like nearly assaulted by some gross politician. And then they basically just, like, laugh about the politician's sock fetish. And it's like, um, excuse me? (laughs) Yeah, like, you almost let your partner get sexually... You you did let your partner get sexually assaulted, basically. Almost sexually assaulted, but yeah. Almost sexually assaulted, yeah. It was... It was creepy and in poor taste from the outside. But yeah, they thought it was high-freaking-larious. Typical med. Yep. Um, but then we get a montage of Trelarna and Zoe hanging out after Kay specifically yells at her to not get friendly with assets. Yeah. I Which also, basically I also really sets liked... up for Zoe's murder, like, immediately. Yeah, that, I was, I could see that coming, like, something's gonna happen to her, just something. And I also, what I really liked about Zoe and just a good example of just just cult of a cultural exchange is that she's a Samanian yet she's a photographer by trade and she's really good. Mm-hmm. I and with and and like we were saying before, it, pictures are like hard to come by in Samania. What, what was the name of the country again? Reto Samani. I know the language. Reto Samani. Yeah, Reto Samani pictures are hard to come by in Rito Samani yet here we have a Samanian taking pictures it was good I, I liked it Chloe was a really good was a really I think well done character Zoe 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 Chloe why did I say Chloe I'm an idiot they're the same yeah <laughs> yeah yeah overall <sighs> like this is a fun show um even when it like hilariously fails at attempting any semblance of an overarching plot um but it's it, Zolata was the glue that kept everything together pretty much 
Barely. Um, it's it's real strength, I think, isn't it? It's episodic buddy cop shenanigans. Oh, so, okay. So we have to talk about the body swap episode because what the actual <laughs> fuck? <laughs> so that was Talania, episode eight. This smells like tuned spirits. Yeah. Um. Actually, we're coming up kind of towards the halfway, so we're gonna take a really short break, and then we will talk okay. about the cat episode because good god. Yes. This episode is brought to you by Brews and the Boys. So, what's your favorite American football team? Did you say the Dallas Cowboys? If you didn't, you're wrong. And if you're still saying, well, Tim, no, they're not my favorite team, well, let me recommend that you listen to the Brews and the Boys podcast with Michael Sizemore and Tom Ryle of Blogging the Boys so that they can prove to you that your favorite team is indeed the Dallas Cowboys. Brews and the Boys is your friendly neighborhood podcast that's a lot like going down to your friendly neighborhood bar and watching and talking about the game with your friends. Every week, Michael and Tom give an in-depth analysis about what the Cowboys have done, what they're doing, their player stats, player analysis, everything under the sun that you need to know about the Dallas Cowboys you can find from Michael Sizemore and Tom Ryle every week on the Bruise and the Boys podcast on Blogging the Boys and the Vox Media Podcast Network. For more information and episodes, head on over to bruiseandtheboys.com. And now, back to the show. And we're back, talking more about Copcraft. Uh, There are a lot of fun themes in this disjointed show. A lot of them interesting takes on uh on stereotypes um such as i think the biggest one is that um like because the samanians can use magic that somehow makes them bad bad and apparently they are generally uh physically (laughs) superior Mm -hmm. um it's kind of like the mutants versus humans in 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 a ways yeah, um, there's a lot of like f- like fear of unjustified fear of the immigrants are taking over. They're running everything. Blah blah yeah. blah. Um, oh God, I wanted was... to punch that politician, but at the same time, like uh, it was like uh, okay, like at the same time, I felt Talarnia's rage, but then at the on, on the other hand, I was like you're supposed to be like questioning him as a suspect, like shut up and let and like follow Kay's lead. Like you need to get him to cooperate so you can like question him for the investigation. Like, yes, he's going to say awful things, but at the same time, like you're trying to see if he committed a murder, like shut up for a second. Yeah. Um, not too fortunately for Talarna. She, Tends to react on her emotions a little more than, yeah. than she should, like, there. Um, uh, there was also one, like, there was some, like, uh, Samanian crime syndicates that were, like, just sort of felt like Russian-Italian mafia, kind of, that 
Maybe that's oh, what made me think of them. That one politician with a really creepy wife. Mosalime. Call Mosalime. Yeah, oh my god. She was a she was a traveling. <laughs> like, oh my god. <laughs> traveling and there's a guy with receipts. Trifling. Trifling. Oh, trifling. Okay, that makes sense now. It, it's um, like you know, like Destiny's Child, like traveling, giving nothing, yes, it, it's, brother. Anyway, it's been a minute, but yeah. Can you pay um, my bills? Can you pay my t- anyway? <laughs> that's not the point. The point is, uh, this chick, like this bitch, crazy. Like, oh, though, no, like she was very like calculated. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I kind of feel like maybe she Carol Baskin, her husband, <laughs> maybe. Or, yeah, she, there was, Talarna even thinks Sorry, that, that she. Sorry, that was a uh, Tiger King reference. I apologize. Yep, Talarna even is convinced that, spoilers, she is the one who paid the assassin to bump off Chloe. Zoe. Why do I keep saying Chloe? Zoe. Her name's Zoe. Yeah, I have no doubt that she probably did it. I completely believe it. And I'm guessing all the other women in in that brothel might have met unfortunate ends. Oh, speaking of, like, this is like a really quick scene, but um, when uh, Jamie and Cameron go and interrogate that one guy so that they can talk to um, that other girl, who I think is actually voiced by Emily... Um, or if not, it sounded exactly like her. Um, and they're like, Hey, like open the door. And like, he, he thinks that they're also like, you know, like prostitutes or whatever. Um, and like Cameron just like wails on this guy and it's pretty glorious. Can we just talk about how awesome uh, Monica Rial is? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. and yeah, Jamie. well, I mean, I mean, Jamie and Monica in general are just like the shit. Okay. By the way, like they have had a pretty bullshit past couple of months slash year, Several and months. like, yeah, and like, I just want to say, like, um, they are incredible, strong, amazing women, and we stand, we hella stand, we stand, we stand, and love them to death. Um, very much so. Like, we will support them no matter what. Like, I've... Mm-hmm. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Yes. Um, actually, talking about uh, Monica's character, Cameron, goes back to what we touched on just a little bit ago. Uh, there's a really nice bit of representation on this police force. Uh, yeah, it's a very diverse... Um, it's like a very diverse diverse precincts i'm like really happy about that actually which also kind of like so because like they bring up like the americans and like other countries and it's like where the fucking hell are they like are they in the south are they off the coast of california so so they're off the coast of california either they're considered a part of the state of California. Okay, yeah. Because if you look at some, of, if you look at some like, of the cop badges, it says Santa Teresa, California. Okay, because like, because like, apparently, like San San Teresa is on an island. Yeah, it's an island that's 
part of California, like how Catalina is also part of California, or how the UP is a, is part of Michigan. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. The representation is really nice. There's uh, Cameron, played by Monica, who's a who's a Latinx woman. Um, yeah, she Anthony Bolt. I don't know if she's. La- uh, I think she might be. She's either a Latinx or Afro Latinx, but I'm not entirely sure. But uh, her, if her last name's any indication, it's Estefan. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, like, yeah, I mean, like, Latinx is a very like wide umbrella. It can be like, yeah, you know, that that's why I didn't but, want to, That's why I used that because I didn't want to accidentally specify the wrong thing. But I'm just saying, I mean, like, because her skin, like, just the character's skin is pretty dark. So I was thinking, like, maybe they're also like Afro Latinx. I can see that. But anyway, that's not the point. The point is. And then we have um, Tony McBee, played by Anthony Bowling, who's who's openly gay, mm-hmm. and he even talks about not wanting to call like his like an ex boyfriend for help, and his how his current because <laughs> his current boyfriend would be mad. Oh yeah, can we t- like him and um, Alexander's like relationship is like just just like their just like their partnership and their banter is really funny. Where he's like, I'm yes. gonna take a picture for your boyfriend, and he's like, No, don't! <laughs> like, it's so cute. It's so funny. Yes. Like, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh my uh, god. That, yeah, and then like Alexander, who's a Russian immigrant. Uh, that's played. He's played by uh, Jacob Browning. Uh, remind me what Jacob Browning was also in, because I don't remember. Shoot. Um, Do I have to look it up? I'll just look it up really quick. I think he was in. Oh! He was in like either Gotteries or First Girlfriend's a Gal. He's been in a couple things. Okay, I looked it up. I looked it up. Okay, so he's actually done quite a bit. Um, yeah, he was in My First Girlfriend as a Gal as Kaigo Ishida. He was also in um, in Cheer Boys as Takuya. Um, and All Out as Suzumu Kitamachi. I was just about to say, he was also in, in, in All Out as Suzumu Kitamachi. Um, he's done, like, a, from what I can tell, he's done a bunch of, like, um, you know, like, side side characters as well. So, yeah, he's, yeah. Been, he's been in quite a bit. All right, cool. Nice. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a collection of representation that you never... That you sometimes see in anime, but never in one place, which is refreshing. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then um, Randy E. Agwabor, Argebor, as uh, Kenny, Agwabor. the, uh, the yes. uh, bouncer. Uh, he's also known, <laughs> he was also in uh, Junie Tyson. I think he's the horse. Yeah, the horse, and he's been in... Oh, okay. Uh, speaking of, oh, he was, have... and he was also a uh, Gazal Duargo in uh, that time I got reincarnated as a slime. The oh, Dwarf yeah. King. I completely forgot about that for a second. Sweet. Uh, but really quick, can we just talk about Kenny really quick? Because there's a scene yeah. where Matsuba has to go over to his apartment to find um, O'Neill. <laughs> Um, and like interrogate him or just get some info out of him. But apparently like some shit went down the night before and there's like, there was a crazy fucking party at this, okay, at this like, place. Like, so O'Neal is a very 
bullied under some like very like thick woman, and also there is a goat who is called. They're in the not middle. sure what the goat's. He's not sure even what the goat is is doing there. Yeah, who he, it belongs he, to. It he just he sort of showed says, up. says like, "Why the hell is there a goat?" And Kenny's like, "Oh." Um, and uh, yeah, and I, this I thick guess woman. the uh, prostitute that that O'Neill ordered is named nicknamed the Virgin Mary. Yes, the, the thick woman who who ba- Kay basically like just like kicks awake and then she just loses her shit. <laughs> I could not stop laughing that entire scene. Um, I was and mostly then, laughing at the goat because that was my favorite part. <laughs> oh, and then like the random snoring guy, like. Yes, and then there was like this just another chick just passed out in the fridge. And then, like, oh, but we also have to talk about Kenny's jammy jams. These are my jammy jams. I don't go to bed without them. (laughs) But, like, I love how it's just, like, that's just accepted. Yeah, it's like... But, I mean, like, also, I don't think you'd want to question Kenny, because he'd probably kill you. (laughs) Yeah, just, if Kenny says something, just go, go with it. I mean, like... Who, who are we to question a man in his jam jams? Especially when he's like, you know, six foot, like 90 and like, yeah, when he's like freaking seven feet tall and like, uh, yeah, it's scary. Two, and... 300 pounds roughly. Yeah. Just pu- no, this like, you can huge. tell. He, yeah. You can tell he like played football or something because he is just like all he is just like an all American beefcake. Yeah, no, like, this dude clearly is a bouncer for a reason. <laughs> bouncer and bodyguard, and cl- and I'm guessing extremely good at his job. And uh, apparently goat enthusiast. I'm just kidding. We don't actually know why the goat's there. It um, just is. Yeah, it, it kind of reminded me of um, fucking How I Met Your Mother, where, like, the, the goat <laughs> en- ends up in the apartment on Ted's birthday. But anyway, that's I'm derailing the conversation. Yeah, and then just... Kay just like starts beating up uh, up O'Neill, and he's when he's hungover, and he has to go to the hospital. <laughs> that whole episode is just wild. Episode eight, y'all, is just nuts. Oh, okay. Especially and meanwhile, meanwhile, all this is happening. Poor Tilarna has body swabbed with fucking Kuroi, the cat. And and like uh, the um, the coroner has uh, Cecil Cecil. has to like help like help her out and like it's just like the weirdest fucking shit happens like fucking uh, Talarna the cat and Talarna pees in the litter box yeah using the litter box and it's just like of all the things of all the things. Like and she's just two. wearing not, she's and she's wearing her pajamas the entire time, which are just like so, a top and underwear, and that's it. Doesn't leave much to the imagination. So and then she's like trying to be cuddly as like Kuroi and her body oh yeah, is trying to be cuddly like in case to, freak the hell out. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna read a comment off one of the uh, forums. But it says I yes. consider some I consider myself something. This is from a guy named Steve. 
I consider myself something of an anime veteran, so it takes me quite it takes quite a bit to catch me off guard. And let me tell you, I mean it when I say that I did not expect my regular summer viewing schedule to be interrupted by a cat by a cute anime girl using a cat's litter box in broad daylight. And I especially didn't expect it out of Copcraft. <laughs> And it's just like a but screenshot of of um Talarna as like Kuroi with a horrified expression on her face. Just mortified that the cat is doing cat things in a human body. Poor Talarna, but but still, even as a Poor cat, Cecil. She, she has the well, at least she has the ability to use a cell phone, and then so like Cecil has to like track down the fucking trash guy and then she tries to be nice about it and then finally she's just like yo buddy i'm a coroner i work for the cops fucking hand it over or you're gonna be charged with like impeding an investigation and he's like uh okay thanks uh yeah sorry ma'am yeah I was they like, don't get it anyway but it all's well that ends well yeah all's well that ends well i wrote that and then like Talarna starts to get like got kidnapped at some point and he's getting the crap beaten out of her or Kuroi's getting the crap beaten out of him and Talarna's body yeah we missed a lot back at the apartment apparently just because Talarna comes to some guys like beating the crap out of her for for information so she just kills like all but kills him and after realizing her she's back in her body and then just starts thanking God and fart body and then that was it (laughs) yeah yeah, um, yeah, this show makes, like, zero sense. <laughs> yeah. Though one of my favorite lines uh, is in the last, I think, episode 9 or 10, or 10 or 11, uh, when the, when the quote-unquote FBI agents, um, oh, comes yeah, to get, was, like, tries was, to arrest Kay. That was fucking bullshit. I was, like, oh my god, I was so mad. Like, I literally wanted to be like, motherfucker! see some identification yeah and then but the line when Tillarn says okay I figured out who the corpse is it's all of them <laughs> like when the cop like when the eight like when the quote-unquote agents were there like the only the only the main guy was just was like human the rest were zombies that was like this isn't a horror anime it's just not yet they have lines like this I could easily see this as, like, a 90s buddy cop movie with, like, you know, like, fucking, I don't know, like, Mel Gibson or somebody, like, playing a cop or, like, fucking Mark Wahlberg as a cop and then, like, you know, like, Dakota Fanning or something as, like, a cute fairy girl from another world and then they get into shenanigans in New York City yeah. And, you know, complete with, like, a soundtrack by, like, Blink-182 or some shit. Fallout Boy, just just to make it weirder. Even better. Can we move on to my favorite part of it now, the language? Yes, okay, so, um, if I had, if, if I had, someday... Um, we will have like a professional transition that will be like Matt's language lesson or something. That that implies that there are way more constructed languages in anime than there actually are. There but are the three. Is, but the point is, 
Anyway, go, go ahead. We, we suck at transitions is what, what the point is. Uh, so I've mentioned this a couple times here, here and there, but uh, they're one of the like big draws and an interesting aspect of the show is that there's a, is it, it has its own uh, language. The Samanian people have their own language that is used in, that they use throughout the show. The language is called Farbani and I'm, and as a linguist by hobby, I studied the crap out of this and it was some of the so, most fun I've ever had. I, so I've even, Farbani, I even compiled a dictionary. So Farbani is a language invented by Shoji Gato and it, it shows up a little bit in some of his other works. It shows up a little bit in full metal panic. It shows up, definitely shows up in Amagi brilliant park. Um, which makes a little bit more sense because there are actually fairies in Amagi Brilliant Park, and like some. Real quick, where does it show up in FMP? Because uh, you showed me the the little excerpt from the Amagi novel. Where does it show up in FMP? Oh, I'd have to go dig through the novels. Um, okay, no worries. Um, the the point right, is, uh, uh, some people. I actually went kind of. I kind of went down the Reddit rabbit hole. Uh, apparently, some fans like theorize that. Copcraft and Amabri might be in the same universe. It's possible. Like, like some fairies ended up in Japan in like Amabri, or like, or like some of the Samanians ended up in Amabri, and some ended up here. It would depend on the fairies' ability to learn language, but it's it is possible there could easily be more than one dimensional rift. I um, mean, well, I mean, uh, that that's that, that's kind of what Am, Am, Amabri is, quote unquote. Right. I'm, I'm just saying. Maybe we should it, just do little... Amabri after this. I guess. Um, anyway, uh, the language itself is is an eclectic mix of uh, Japanese of Japanese and Latin roots but with mainly Japanese syllabics and uh speech patterns uh mm-hmm. the most notable aspect of the dialect is uh pauses before prepositional phrases uh one example sentence i have here is uh the translation is curses of rubana upon you and it's maru rubana dharmazan there's a there's a pause between rubana and dharma which means upon and zan which means and then zan which means you so that was the most notable aspect of the language I uh, uh, noticed. There was also another sentence I wrote down for an example. Fese domini quesana liem noi nei farbana, uh, which is, then why didn't you speak to me in farbani? Uh, but, the, but the English equivalent of that speech pattern would be, then why didn't you speak to me in farbani? So there's a notable so the dis, there's a distinct pause with, with before prepositional phrases, mm-hmm. um, and I wrote out I pulled up the dictionary app for the first time in a while and wrote out a couple sentences uh, that I want to teach you now just for fun. Okay, what's the okay. first one? All right, it's noijine zosekei. Noijine zosekei. 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 Yeah. Noijine zosekei. Noijine zosekei. Yes. It means I have many cats. Hmm. Which I do not. All right. But 
Wait, I wonder what, what's the Farbanian word for dog? Like, I wonder how I would say that I, never, I have a dog. That never came up, so I could not tell you. I um, Nose again uh, is beast, and the way they used it, it could possibly be interchanged with dog because the line that they used was you slaughtered them like animals and mm-hmm. the translation says beast but it could easily be just like idiomatic for you slaughter them like animals like cattle like dogs like beasts mm-hmm. so that could be but i it's a little it's a little open-ended there mm-hmm. uh all right here's a little a shorter simpler one noi itsen sarama noi itsen sarama yeah. That means I kill people. <laughs> uh, I, and I brought, I chose that one um, because uh, it's an interesting, because there's an interesting bit of cultural culture here. Uh, Sarama means people. Uh, it's, and it the base of that word is Sara, which means world. Okay. So it's interesting to, See, since people are the world, uh, and that you, that gets displayed linguistically, and uh, I'm going to teach you how to say isekai in uh, oh Bonino. boy, it's manisara. Manisara. Yeah, it literally means other world. Okay. All right, I wrote this one uh, for you since it can be a vague description, a vague description of a nurse. Um, Zani Sarama Miruna. Zani Sarama Miruna? Zani Sarama Miruna. Zani Shirama Miruna? Zanish. Zanish. Sarama. Sarama. Miruna. Miruna. Zani Sarama Miruna. Zani Sarama Miruna. Yes. That means... You help people who feel weak. Oh. Uh, if you ever find yourself uh, in um, in uh, the other other world and you're lost, but you don't know the so you basically, know if, I ever, if I ever got isekai'd to a, a world in, where they speak Farbanian, I could say that. Like, wait, no, I'm a nurse. Um. <laughs> Or by, or if you just like, or if you're lost and need directions, uh, the way to, a way you can a phrase to get someone's attention is, narsuzana nishnoi. Narsuzana nishnoi. Yes, that means can you help me? Ah. And I wanted to, and as an ode to the uh, first episode, uh, the last one, last sentence I have is, uh, dejine noi de fiel. Dejine noi nefiel. Dejine noi. Dejine noi nefiel. It's defiel. Defiel. Yeah. Dejine defiel means give me the fairy. Ah. Okay. And um, just I also there's just one word I want to bring up um, since I I mentioned some uh, it has a bit of Latin. Uh, mixed into it, uh, which is Mildita, which is mm-hmm. uh, Farbani for wizard, and it has the uh, the Spanish suffix Ita at the end, which I 
which is part of how I figured out that part of it was Latin. Mm-hmm. Right. And oh, yeah, that's props Matt's to the, Props to the English cast for, like, having to recite this language because it was not easy. Yeah, it was... This is the first time that a... Okay, there have been only three shows that have had their own distinct language. Drifters. Devil's a part-timer. Drif- Drifters, Drifters. And then uh, now Copcraft. And what the writers did before that I both com- that I still commend them on, but would, but like sort of, but I'm just iffy otherwise is um, they took, instead mm. of using the language that there already was, they made a new one. There's one other one, actually. Gargantia the Virtuous Planet, which I don't think really, you've seen. Really, I have seen. to watch that then. I, um, I have It's pretty I, good. I, I feel think, like you've mentioned it. I feel like it should still be on Netflix. It was an, it was like an, I think it was an Annie Flex title. Um, but I'll look at it. It is dubbed. Uh, Matt, 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 Matt Mercer voices the robot or like the, the, the mecha. I, I know what show you're talking about now. I haven't seen it yet. Um, excuse me. Um, <laughs> I think, it, well, okay. It's like one of those things where like, um, I'm trying not to spoil it. But basically, Don't, there's, there's a language barrier in the show I'll, to a degree. I'll watch it and have fun. It's actually that. it's actually a good little show. I I, I wasn't yeah. mad at it. Um. Yeah. Uh, what they did with Drifters and The Devil's a Part Timer is uh, instead of uh, just having the actors say the lines over again, um, they completely re they invented their own language and there's special features uh for both about mm-hmm. how they did that i highly recommend watching them they're really um really interesting uh jamie markey uh created the language for the devil's a part-timer Ente uh, Isla. Sort of just and or and is the proper name or like um, or like mouse mouse speak which there actually is a generator online that you can plug it into i I don't think it's there anymore because I tried looking it up a while ago and it wasn't hmm. there unless it moved domains. Maybe, maybe okay. it moved domains, but maybe. Yeah. Anyway, they did their the, the created their original language as a sort of just better means to have a command over the words because um, I want in order to fully understand the language. I watched it both copcraft. I watched it both subbed and dubbed, and mm-hmm. there are parts in the dub where uh, they were able where they I'm not criticizing i'm just saying it i'm just confused that where they weren't able to fit the flaps of the original line so they had to take out uh uh a a word or two like uh, there was a part where they had to take out domine in mm-hmm. one of the lines um which since most which like it didn't which since they, had, they left it in the subtitle so you can understand but at the same time they at the same time if anyone was watching without subtitles and knew the language which is just me pretty much um they would <laughs> be like what why did they take that out anyway i'm i'm not i'm sure there was a good reason i'm just pointing I that out i don't think anyone else will notice yeah i know i'm the only guy who did anyway um yeah this was the first anime where they kept it completely untouched which mm-hmm. was a lot of, which was really interesting. Um, I for, 
they talk i forget exactly how the language the sub the original language in drifters worked i it is really all over the place so i haven't never really got a chance to fully screw that down but um but yeah the language in the devil the original language in the devil's a part-timer is a it's a partial caesar shift cipher where they mm-hmm. leave out where they uh move move the letters uh 26 degrees but uh don't but keep but the vowels a e i o u as well as l n and q stay in place and then ev- then the letters just get uh rep- get substituted around them mm-hmm. so but which is interesting cuz words like uh like queen would stay the same in both Ente Eastland and English. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's been a while that, since I since I've seen that show. Yeah, um, it's been a while too for me. Let's see. Yeah, overall, like this is this is a um it's it's not a bad show. I was not mad at it. I mean like yes there are like structural problems, but to me like this is a show you just watch to like just sit back, relax, and have fun with. Um, and I think or, it's really meant to. I mean, just just don't. The mistake that I made was trying to take it was trying to take it seriously and expect to have any sort of like semblance of structure. Yeah, I. I sort of just like I started since I started as it aired. I didn't really know what to expect especially since i once i looked it up i realized that the anime is the show's only representation in the west the light novels yeah. haven't been licensed here. there's like zero uh, so, information about it on the on the interwebs which is kind of frustrating yeah it was a little irritating when i was doing my Fabani research just to see what else was out there um but yeah this is this is the franchise's only representation in the west yeah so yeah show it love if you want the light novels because i want to check my work yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So yeah, that I has just been, sort of rolled with it. That's been Copcraft. <laughs> um, yeah, I just yeah. rolled with it week to week. Um, all the episodes are currently on Funimation. If you are curious about checking them out, um, yeah, I don't know what we're gonna do. Like we are, we are working on um, a big episode. Um, um, can. Basically, we're going to have in my. Yeah, like we're, we're currently working on head. a big. I just need to actually put it down on paper. Yeah, like we are. We are both currently working on a big isekai episode, which will air at some point. It's just it's going to take a lot of research from both of us. Um, So I'm not sure what we're going to do in the meantime, but we'll figure it out. Actually, if you all have any suggestions or requests of shows you want us to cover, like feel free to hit us up. Um, Dubdefuge at gmail.com. Um, you know, if you want to communicate in more than, you know, 140 characters um, or 280 or whatever it is on, on, on uh, Twitter now. Um, We're going to be like running, doing like the whole spectrum of, isekai from popular from good popular to good not popular to popular trash to not popular trash just the whole gamut just so just any so nothing's off the table at this point we we are gonna be like like i'm gonna be so burnt out (laughs) that episode 
Yeah. Uh, the things you do We're for We're going to have to divvy up the trash shows among ourselves. The things you do maybe for even get a, maybe get a, Maybe get a friend in here just to, like, lighten the load. Yeah. I don't know. The things I, yeah. The things I do for my best friends. No, actually, yeah, this, actually I, this, come October, oh, I've got some plans, do I? I already think you mentioned these, so that'll be... Actually, nothing, nothing, it's, 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 it's nothing bad. I'm just basically, Matt's getting, basically, I'm watching shows that Matt, um, has like, has like a special place in his heart for and vice versa. Yeah. And our tastes are completely different. So we're both going out of our usual comfort zones. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, like I'm not going to submit, like basically I'm just getting him to watch all the, probably just going to make him watch all the artsy shows that... Nobody else cares about but me. Get my ass some culture. Exactly. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I don't know what we're going to do in the meantime. Um, but yeah, like I said, if you have any suggestions, any requests, um, maybe we'll start a poll going. Who knows? Um, Dubtifuge on Twitter or Dubtifuge at gmail.com. Um, you can also find us individually on Twitter. I am at Lunatic, which is capital L, three O's, N-A-H-T-I-C. I'm at, at Matthew H. Voss. Um, yeah, basic standard spelling. And... Go watch Copcraft. It's a fun yeah. show. Um, uh I recommend watching the dub with uh, subtitles because uh, that way you can actually see how the Farbani is structured, uh, which makes it a little more interesting. Funimation actually does it automatically. Not all of it. I'm, there's some inconsistencies uh, throughout the episodes. I noticed when I was when I was going back, especially when I was like researching it. Uh, but yeah, uh, there's they do for some parts, not for uh, not for others. Oh, it, it, I, I'm like, guessing I'm guessing it's going to be completely covered, fixed, done, done all the way. I was going to say because like when I was watching it, it seemed to cover pretty much everything. So who knows? Maybe they fixed it by now. Yeah, I, I'm guessing that I'm guess I'm sure it'll be fixed on the Blu-ray. That that's not a complaint. That's just an observation. Yeah, like I didn't notice. I mean, again, I don't. I didn't research it as extensively as you did, but I didn't. I didn't notice anything. Like, I mean, it, it still like gave like a translation of all the Farbani, as far as I was concerned. Yeah, yeah. When I was watching. There, it. But there, there are bits here and there where it doesn't. But I'm sure they will. Is is what all I'm saying. I mean, I'm just saying like every again. time they spoke it, I saw a translation. So, anyhoozles. Um. So yeah, that's our show for today. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you. This was this was awesome. <laughs> thank you. That thanks for letting uh, Matt geek out for like an hour and a half. I so rarely get to do it for this long. It's a it's a treat. I think the last time you got to was your World End episode. Um, yeah. Maybe maybe next episode I'll get to geek out a little bit, but who knows? Um, yeah, you're yeah you're due for a geek out. Like I owe you at least two geek outs now. Oh okay, so in that case, okay, this is gonna be fun. Okay, um, so yeah, that's our show. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see y'all next time. Later's. Dubterfuge is produced and distributed by Shui Media. 
The show is created and is hosted by Stella Luna and Matt Voss. The show is edited and mixed by Tim Philippi. The show's theme song is Giraffes by Harrison Amer. If you'd like to help people find the show, please be sure to leave a five-star rating in iTunes. Believe it or not, it goes a long way in helping the show get seen and heard. You can also reach out to Luna and Matt with any questions or comments on Twitter and Facebook at Deptrifuge or at Deptrifuge at gmail.com. For more information, visit Deptrifuge.com and ShwayMedia.com.